Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Rogue Watch Snobs. You have made it to episode 107. Why are you laughing at me? I felt, no, no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm <laughs> laughing at myself because I, I feel like that was a little too jolly. Like, hey, this is Mike. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> you're happy. You're happy to be here, right? I'm just on my second cup of coffee. Uh, so maybe that's just it. Maybe that's just, maybe the coffee's kicking in, but... But hey, you guys have made it to episode 107. This is going to be a lot of fun. Also, just to let everyone know, Michael, I forgot to mention this um, when we were off air. I might, I might be interrupted by the by the FedEx person, the FedEx human. Uh, I'm expecting a package. It's not a watch, cool. unfortunately. Uh, it's not a watch. No, it's a television. Ah, uh, finally ah. upgraded. Finally upgraded out of my 30 inch grad school television. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I saw. I saw Kaz's <laughs> living room not long ago, and it was. I love you, Kaz, but that that was a sad situation. It's a it, you know. It, it's a very nice living room. You have a nice, comfy couch, good yeah. furniture, nice view, good lighting. You just you just needed that. You you needed something bigger. I just needed a bigger television. Well, it's funny because I was trying to tell my wife. I was trying to tell Becky. I'm like, oh, we have to upgrade our television, and she's like, no, it's fine the way it is. In the same way, someone <laughs> says, dude, no, I I I swear, honey. The five inches are fine. It's fine. You know what I mean? But, like, that's how she was trying to, like, console my masculinity. And I'm like, no, 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 babe. This isn't a guy thing. You have to understand, as a human fucking being, we need a larger television. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like, because um, there is a good distance between the, the TV unit and your couch. Yeah, and it's dude. almost as if you, you kind of propped an iPhone there, and that's what you were watching TV on. It's the television I had 10 years ago in fucking grad school in my 400-square-foot studio apartment. <laughs> well, congrats. I'm, I'm glad you got the, the TV. I'm very excited. 55 inches. 55 solid inches of low masculinity self-esteem. Are, 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 <laughs> you know, 55 hot inches are on, the, on my heels. <laughs> They're gonna get here any minute. So uh, if you hear my doorbell ring, I'm that's, so excited. That's I'm I'm super pumped. I'm gonna. You should do an unboxing on the Instagram. I should, I should spray paint a giant Rolex R and a giant Rolex crown <laughs> on the end. Like, oh, wonder what's in here, guys. <laughs> Fifty-five inch fucking Rolex Yachtmaster. Yacht. Yacht. Yachtmaster. That reminds me of my Tom Hanks Rolex unboxing. It was an incredible mixture of people being really upset and people laughing. I thought it was I thought it was very funny. <laughs> right? Uh, I might do another one of those. Like Mike had a so just because context, Mike had a Rolex box and he was like doing like an like a Rolex unboxing on our Instagram story segments, but he was doing it in like phases. And so everyone's like, "Oh my god, what did he get? What did he get?" And then when the Rolex box opened up, there was no Rolex in there. It was just a picture of Tom Hanks. A good picture. A my good picture. picture. <laughs> half of you thought it was funny half of you were clearly very upset which is fine <laughs> it's totally fine but yeah this is gonna be a really really fun episode um i love this episode because i texted you the other day and i'm like what do you want to talk about and you just you just wrote back feelings i want to talk about feelings and i'm like yes um basically the idea of this episode is that really weird thing that happens in watch collecting where you feel like you have pressure to be a certain type of watch collector Oh, I'm getting into watches. What do what kind of like niche watch collecting do I want to do? And you do get a lot of pressure from that. You know what I mean? Like, what type of collector are you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think for me personally, this this time of year, I just get very angry. Of course, with the holiday season and and buying things, people. I think the worst comes out in people. Mm -hmm. And I, I just wanted to kind of correlate that with with watches and watch enthusiasm in general. 
because, um, you know, I think that we rarely separate the concept of a person who is a collector versus a person who likes a finite set of watches or watch designs. Yeah. And we'll probably be done with everything that they like by the time they get to, I don't know, five watches, 10 watches, 12 watches or 50 watches, whatever. Um, but after so a I, certain point, it does become like, you know. Yeah, yeah, because I, you know, I feel recently um, maybe <clears throat> maybe the the later half of this year, I might have I, I might have made some like purchases that, you know, definitely I did not have to you know okay i just just buying watches for the sake of buying watches and that's just that, are you that's are you bananas. are you regretting the patek no no that that was a great investment <laughs> an investment in the grad day, school of your future child right? one day one day someone's gonna one day someone's gonna hold me to it like you know which one do you have <laughs> just to clarify we don't own pateks mm-hmm. uh I think I've been in the same room as one once. There was one at Wind Up last time we were there. Some really? guy had a had a had a Nautilus that was completely iced out. It was crazy. <laughs> I was like, I think you're in the wrong convention. You can dude. see that shit from Earth from fucking space, dude. All right, <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, I think we should both get just like like Mueller's just rolled in crushed diamonds, like the full. Like everyone has to know when I enter a room, right? <laughs> everyone that's has a, to know. That's very '90s NBA. The, I uh, feel the iced out Frank Mueller. Really? I, I I don't know. Frank Mueller as, as a brand always fascinates me because they're they're independent, mm-hmm. right? But I still kind of see them every now and then. Maybe Frank Mueller would go really really well with my new television. Maybe like that's like the lifestyle that I should start living. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's right? a good call. Just 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 <laughs> just just naked push-ups in my living room. With my Frank Mueller in front of my new television, while 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 from Russia with Love is playing, right? I'm I'm thinking the intro sequence to American Psycho, where he's going through his workout routine, <laughs> <laughs> like naked push-ups or sit-ups, whatever he's doing. <laughs> great, great, great movie, great movie. But yeah, um, very really really excited to get into this topic because I feel like it's something we've like kind of sort of like talked about in passing, but never actually addressed. So, really spoiler alert: I I think I'm not a watch collector. I'll just say it. Well, I mean, that it's a fascinating question because, okay, we'll get into this in the show because there's the weird caveat with me where I don't think I'm a watch collector, but then there's the whole Russian watch thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that gets complicated. But we'll get to that later, but we have to honor tradition first. I have to get my mind off of televisions and James Bond. I've been on such, I've been on such a huge James Bond binge. It's... I'm jealous, man. I need to like, because the TV time I get is, you know, when I'm done with work and my wife is here, right? She doesn't, she doesn't like action stuff. So, um, yeah, I tried, I tried watching James Bond in the same room with, with my wife. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't I, happening. Yeah. I, I also think that some of the dynamic between Bond and the female characters would probably be upsetting to our wives. <laughs> I don't really. See. I feel like he treats them with respect, and he kind of listens to their needs, and he understands sort of their unspoken predilections. That's the Bond experience, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to breaking in my new television with from Russia, uh, from, from from Russia with love. I've been nice. watching all the Bonds, and I'm saving that one for 55 hot inches all right <laughs> the full heavenly frank i want the full heavenly frank experience 
I don't even know. I, I don't even know if I'm talking about TVs or dicks anymore. That's how bad it is. Like that's how <laughs> that's how conflated my psych has become with the oh, idea of man. a television. I mean, you know, maybe maybe my maybe my, my wife is right. Maybe it's a guy thing. Who knows? <laughs> um, but we have to honor tradition. We have very few traditions here at Two Broke Watch Knobs. One of them is getting distracted, which we've already gone through. The second one is doing a wrist check. Let's mm-hmm. do a wrist check. What are what are you wearing for this particular episode? Episode one hundred seven. Episode 107, uh, so we're recording this on a Saturday, and I'm wearing the watch that took up wrist time for most of the week, um, and I'm really happy about it because I want to learn more about the watches that I have, uh, which lead me to kind of keep them on wrist. Uh, right. It's the, it's the CWC Royal Navy Diver yeah. 2000, 2002 um, uh, Tritium T-Dial version, automatic. So that watch you're never getting rid of. No, no. Okay. This is kind of like the, the, the CWC. I, I love the CWC because if you're if you're a, a kind of a fan of the mill sub or just military dive watch aesthetic, you have a ton of options. I mean, Steinhardt makes great watches. Um, you know, Skurfa kind of gives you the same vibe. Um, but if you it, it's kind of cool if you want something that's literally part of the same lineage the same story as like a 5517 submariner this is a watch that kind of achieves that same aesthetic yeah um and really you know these watches these watches aren't rolex designs they're not um cwc designs they're not uh, tag heuer designs uh they're just a military spec sheet and the manufacturer will produce watches uh, to meet these specifications. So um, I just think it's cool. Uh, I, I actually, I even got some compliments on it uh, at work, which really? I, I kind of don't, I don't like it. I, I don't know how people feel about that. Like, Wait, hold on. Hasn't, hasn't that been the dream? Isn't that the dream of every person that consciously purchases a watch? They want some watch normalos to compliment their watch. Isn't that the dream or no? I get, I mean, with with people that are uh, maybe like not into watches, it, it's a little it's a little strange for me, because I don't want to talk to anyone ever. Ah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> the introvert, the introvert caveat. Yes, I want to be noticed, but I don't want to talk to anyone. Very good. <laughs> I mean, it was cool when I when I had that that one guy um, on the ferry notice my. Uh, my doc so that was, that oh, was yeah, pretty yeah. but that was also yeah. very weirdly specific i i think that will never happen ever again i think you were a stephen king novel i really do you oh. met you met a stranger in the pacific northwest on a ferry and you struck up a conversation is the <laughs> beginning of i'm sure a very good stephen king novel that was um there's no other watches in the wild experience i think that can get better than that to some yeah. someone kind of point at your your wrist and say is that a doxa u.s divers co like watch and then you respond yes i will marry you that's your <laughs> that's your response and i ignored my wife for the entire journey back <laughs> <laughs> literally did she was just sitting sitting next to me cross-legged just staring at the ocean <laughs> was the dog there at least to keep her company yes the dog was there okay that's, that's good she wasn't she wasn't so it was it was it was still the girls the girls are still together yeah but this um you know this this cwc is just i mean it's perfect um uh it's it's really easy to kind of wear throughout the week uh there's no date on this one um the eta movement inside though is 
is uh, equipped with the date mechanism by the way so sometimes you're setting the time actually and if you're in a quiet room you can hear the date switch over oh that's funny <laughs> so there's no date window but the date wheel is on the movement yeah yeah i just noticed that this week i'm like oh okay. that's funny ghost date the... <laughs> so um but yeah if you're if you're sort of looking for a, a, a watch that's part of that military diver lineage you should look at cwc um they make some great watches if i got this i was able to buy this one i think almost two years ago wow. uh, and it was definitely it was definitely under a thousand dollars but it, it's kind of crazy the ones that i've seen pop up that are you know actually equipped with a tritium dial with the circle t mm -hmm. um automatic some of those are getting up there like i think people are even trying to ask almost two grand which is hilarious I, I don't think it's time for these watches to be that expensive <laughs> but are people are people paying that I, I you know what I, I rarely look and this is this is one of the great things about I, I guess me as as a watch person when I get something I just kind of stop looking what when, when like this, Interesting. This, the speedmaster I don't look at speedmasters anymore because I have one and I'm fine and I, don't, I don't have to burden myself with that kind of mania <laughs> yeah so, um, I don't know, maybe people are paying that because, uh, you know, unfortunately CWC does make, uh, modern reissues, but they are kind of, I think they're a little pricey. Um, I think they're a little pricey for, see, I have the site open. Let's okay. take a look. I know we do this a lot. Divers mechanical. 750 pounds for the automatic. That's up there. That's definitely up there, actually. Interesting. Uh, well, well, that's for the automatic, you said, right? That's for the automatic. And then the mm. quartz is... Um, divers watches. Quartz, 499 pounds. Okay. I mean, you, can get a, you can get a Steinhardt still for less money, and, ah. and they, they hold their value really, really well. So. But they don't have the whole, like, you know, lineage. Or not lineage, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, provenance. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you, I know what you mean. Um, so yeah, I, I I like this brand. I like their modern watches, even though they're a little bit expensive. If you ask me, mm -hmm. they have a they have a cool version of the quartz one now, where the uh, it's it's like a, the only difference is that it has a black bezel. So there's some cool contrast between the brushed steel case and uh, the black bezel. It looks okay. really really cool. Oh, uh, and they also have full black PVD versions. Really nice, but that's it. That's what I'm wearing. Did you uh, have that watch? And you, you didn't bring that watch when you were here for Thanksgiving. Did you have it in Hong Kong? No, no. I'm I'm kind of. I need I need to service this thing. This this okay. is a 2000. It's a 2002. Um, so it's it's pretty up there in age. What was and, I, have, uh, I, have I ever seen it in person? Yes, I brought it to wind up. Wind up we 2000, 2017, so 17. not this year, last year. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I had it, I had it then, and I. That's when I made a comparison between that one and, I think some of the watches that Mark II was releasing. Yeah, some people cool. requested that. Oh, I, <laughs> I remember that. Mm -hmm. That was funny. Yeah, I gotta see that thing again. Next time we're together, I want to see it again. Get a good. Yeah, look. I'll bring it. I um, I I do want to get it serviced. Should be pretty easy. Um, you know, so. 
uh, just when the time is right, I'll, I'll get that done. Right now, it's actually it's actually running a little fast. It's, uh, I don't know, maybe getting like five to six seconds plus per day. Interesting. Do you yeah. feel comfortable taking it to the that like that local place by you, or do you have to find someone like more specialized, or do you have to send it to the no, brand? No, 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 definitely not. Definitely the only the only bad thing is that I might have to order an overhaul kit from the okay. from the the brand just for gaskets and seals and and everything, uh, and shipping shipping from uh, the UK from Silverman's uh, might be kind of pricey. Okay, <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's it. I, I'm I'm loving this thing. Uh, have it on a gray, toxic NATO. And I've uh, seen photos of it on the toxic NATO, uh, on, on the gray. Um, the the the, the toxic NATO, uh, the toxic shiznit, right? Yep, looks really good. Yeah, it's a perfect pair. <laughs> the full the full mill sub experience. Yep, that's so good. <laughs> so how about you? Uh, I'm wearing a watch. I don't think I've worn it in a long time, actually. And I'm wearing it today just because, like, it's kind of related to the topic, and it just kind of got me thinking more introspectively than someone who turned 32 should think, I guess. Also, I totally forgot I told you guys in the show last time when my birthday was, and I was so surprised to just be barraged with, like, birthday messages. I'm like, wow, everyone just rem- everyone must know my birthday somehow. No, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I said when my birthday was on air. So thank you to everyone uh, that wished me happy birthday. That was really, really nice. But um, doing a lot of introspective thinking and this this topic of like what defines a watch collector. Are you a watch collector? It's got me thinking. So I'm wearing this watch. I'm wearing my Poljot or my Poljot 3133 uh, Soviet chronograph. It's probably early 80s. Um, really, really cool. Needs to get serviced also, <laughs> mm-hmm. as I'm sure you and I talked about. But yeah, I have it right now on um, a custom, uh, custom like I guess – racing style strap um from ea leather goods and um i like this watch a lot i want to spend more time with it but definitely need to get it serviced but this watch got me thinking about the topic because i hunted for this watch for a year for a year Mm -hmm. you know you can find a lot of 3133s out there in varying degrees of aesthetic condition and percent franken parts and so it took me a year to find one at the right price that i liked um and i have all of this knowledge about you know this watch and a lot of other like russian watches in particular but i don't know if i'm like a russian watch collector because i don't actually have that many russian watches i mean you have a few oh man by the way that that just made me think about that little cadet that you have oh yeah i love that oh so cool <laughs> it's so cool isn't it the, the little Vostok cadet when um you, you have the, a few you have a few russian watches i have a few but i don't have like like when you think collection you picture someone opening up like so so my so my dad um my dad growing up was a huge cigar guy motherfucker loves cigars and before that it was pipes so you, know, you, 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 you just imagine my dad actually just like Un- unironically smoking a pipe with like tobacco and it had like matches with all always had matches with him because because he never did that shit with a lighter always had matches and so yeah you know growing up he didn't just smoke cigars he collected cigars and so um downstairs in our house we had this closet where you open it up and it's like a closet just full of different humidors as i punch the microphone humidors and it's like his cigar collection like he has like he has like like a bond villain like hated closet 
Like, so when I hear Russian watch collector or when I hear dive watch collector, that's what I picture. Someone, someone with a catalog of pieces mm. like, like that you have almost like a shrine built around, you know what nice. I mean? Nice. So I don't have that with my, with my Russian watches. I mean, you saw, they're just, they're just with the other ones, you know? So, um, but I'm wearing this watch. I'm wearing the Polyot 3133, um, just to give it some more, uh, some more wrist time. Um, I think I finally found somewhere to send it to have it fixed. Um, so hopefully it doesn't get pff, doesn't get super fucked. The, the 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 big apprehension that I have so the chronograph doesn't set to zero anymore. Um, the minute register uh, does it for, get close? It gets pretty close. Okay, but it doesn't set to zero. Sometimes it's a little off. Sometimes it like overshoots it. So I don't know if the hands just loose or if it just needs some good old fashioned TLC. You know what I mean? But the big yeah. issue is, obviously, this is not a production piece anymore. If I have to replace something or if, you know, God forbid, the person working on it damages the watch, it's hard for me to find a replacement part. Like if like if the hands get screwed up, I'd yeah. have to buy a whole nother freaking Poljet 3133. <clears throat> just, I mean, that's that's the name of the game a lot of times with these these watches. The, with uh, vintage watches. Yep. You yep. know? Here, I'm going to try to press the button on the microphone. I'm going to activate the chronograph in the microphone. You tell me if you can hear it, okay? Let's see. Oh, yeah. Did you? <laughs> it's so loud. Yeah. I saw my volume thing just spike. Let me see if I can reset it. Reset it. Did nice. you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've actuated that chronograph uh, in, in person, and you really have to... You got to dig in, man. You got to... But you know what? That's That's... I mean, to me, that's a sign of a well-built chronograph you know it's it's kind of all or nothing you know you you really have to just have that positive tactile feedback yeah um, true that you know true that true that but yeah that's what i'm wearing now um the loom still glows which is a little terrifying to me you know what i mean <laughs> i watched hey, this you know. old <laughs> dude they just reminded me we discovered michael you and i discovered the coolest watch movie scene in the history yeah. of media, right? Yeah, I've only I've only seen a photo of it because I, I haven't seen that 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 movie. But you can you can describe it. So I'm I'm on a huge Bond binge, and uh, it occurred to me a couple nights ago, and I was texting you. Um, I've never actually sat down and watched Doctor No, like the first like the first Sean Connery Bond, right? Uh huh. I'm, and so I'm like, you know, I'm gonna sit down and watch it. I watched it. I enjoyed it. It was it was really really good. I thought it was gonna be weird, but there's one particular scene where um, Bond has the suspicion that, you know, radioactivity is playing uh, playing a factor here, and so he wants to get this Geiger counter or whatever. And so in the process of trying to test the Geiger counter, he takes the Geiger counter and waves it over his radium dial watch to test if it works. No big deal. So just the most casual thing in the world. Well, what's the, he says, like, it's like oh, the, the luminous dial will, will set it off. And he waves it, and sure enough, it like starts beeping or whatever. But I'm sitting there, I'm just like, dude, that was the cool. As a watch nerd, I just had an orological gasm, like 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 a watch gasm. He just like the thing is, they didn't even like show the watch. He just said luminous style, and he waved the shit over there, and it went off. And then this, and then it just they just continued acting. And I'm like, dude, can we go back? Can you do that again, but slower? <laughs> and like whisper ASMR style into the microphone. I'm testing the luminous dial. You know what I mean? Like, I was so, I'm like, I immediately started texting. I'm like, dude, I just saw the best scene of my entire life. 
That's super cool. Yeah, and that's that should be the Rolex six five three eight Big Crown, and he had that. That watch made it through quite a few of those early, uh, those early Bond movies. So that's nice. that's pretty sweet. Oh man, that's so cool. Do you think that would work? You said you said you think that might actually work. Like in the real world, if you were testing a Geiger counter and you had a luminous like radio like a radium dial. I th- I think if a, if you had a brand new fifties era, um, Rolex. You know, the Geiger counter would probably pick something up. I, I used them at an old job um, in a limited capacity, and mm-hmm. it was pretty sensitive. I mean, yeah. it has to be. Um, That's so cool. But yeah, I, I that was probably uh, the coolest watch scene in that movie. And then, like, the fact that this Polyot 3133's loom still still kicks in a little bit kind of got me worried it's not <laughs> it's not radium though the soviets abandoned using radium in the uh, middle middle of the 50s so technically before mm-hmm. the swiss abandoned it um why it still glows i don't know but i'm fairly certain it's not radium <laughs> i hope it's not radium because i've opened this watch up before michael so i really hope like in the interest of my of my future children my future children's existence. <laughs> there, there are other things in the air that are just killing you, anyways. So don't worry about it. If it's I'm not sure. radium, it's going to be something else. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. My 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 Sorry. my my my, uh, my predilection for not drinking water enough will probably kill me way before radium does. You know what I mean? Oh man. So, but yeah, no, super super cool. Really happy wearing the CWC, and um, it's funny we're both kind of wearing like military like watches with like military provenance or military history, right? That's true. That um, kind of cool. That, that chronograph was—I don't know if it's that same version that you have, but didn't some pilots get them? Or a, a, what's so the that? Way, what's that? Okia? Where, or Okia? So and, the the so the first thirty-one thirty-threes were um, first Moscow Watch Factory, which is just another way of saying Poljot. Poljot. The mm. first ones that ever went out were those Okias or Okias. A K E A H. Those went out. To the Navy. Oh, I see. Those went out to the Navy. And so those were the first ones ever. Caveat, if you see one online, do not buy it. I can guarantee they're all fake. Because so, but the somebody du- makes like a reproduction, right? Someone makes a pretty nice looking There is a or... there is a company and well there's okay, so there's 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 two things. There's a there's a, there's a place in Germany, was so the the current owners of Poljot, first Moscow Watch Factory, they're partly located in Germany. So there are some German retailers that are selling like reissues or reproductions, but they're usually, I mean, they're supposed to be pretty transparent that it's not like an authentic mid seventies, thirty one, thirty three Okia, because that would be, blah, that would be so cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's one part of it. The other part is there is um, an outlet in uh, Asia. I don't know. I don't know specifically who it is, but they just kind of like supply a bunch of places that make reproduction, um, all kinds of thirty one thirty three reproduction dials. The Okia is one of the Okia is the most popular one because it's the most sought after iteration of the thirty one thirty three. It was the it was like the first. It was the first, and the Okia dials were never circulated into the civilian population. They just mm. went to you know service people, service folk. You know, um, right. so but the problem is they get faked a lot, and people see them online, and they buy them, and they think it's real, and it's it's always a struggle and. Um, telltale sign if you have uh, a potentially inauthentic 3133. If someone says it's like 80s or 70s 3133, the loom has to be green, like green. Not like it's kind of like fucking green, dude. All right. <laughs> like highlighter green. And it has to look disgusting. It has to look like really shitty cape, like, like cupcake icing. 
I don't know why, but they couldn't really ever get the mixture of the lumin of the luminous material correct. Only at the first Moscow watch factory. Everyone else, actually, everyone else, no one else really did loom except Vostok. But Vostok started doing it at a time where I guess they had a bit of a better grasp. Although theirs was kind of cakey too. Mm. Um, but specifically in the first Moscow watch factory, it's like this highlighter green, and it looks fucking disgusting. That's what it's supposed to look like. You can tell you can tell if the pole dot is fake if the loom is white and way too smooth. So mm. you see something online and it looks super clean, be weary. There be monsters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um I would love to own one of those one day, but that's never gonna happen. <laughs> that's impossible. <laughs> I'd have to take one off a course of the person that bought it the first time after I killed him with my fists. You know what I mean? Good, makes for a good story. Good story segment on Instagram. Is that incriminating? <laughs> is it incriminating if I if I post myself committing the crime to social media? Or is that protected under the freedom of speech? <laughs> I don't think it is. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, telling you, man. But yeah, so uh, really, really cool wrist check. And yeah, cool. We're wearing kind of like military watches and everything like that. Uh, so switching gears, want to thank everyone, each and every one of you who have been contributing like content for the two uh, the tuberwashnobs.com website. I think we've had a really good week this week previous to here in this episode. Um, we've had a, a piece on like cycling watches go up. We had Mark's piece on the Archimedes Outdoor Protect go up. Really, really cool. Go check it out. But I think my favorite piece that went up on the site was um, there's a series that we have done in uh, collaboration with a longtime listener, T- OG TBWS, Matt Wright. Uh, the guy's name is Matt Wright, where he basically does a four-part series on the best like law enforcement watches but for each stage of your law enforcement career so it starts at the bottom like um you know police academy and patrol and then things like specialized units uh and then and first line supervisors and then my favorite part the reason i'm bringing this up is the retirement watch um Mm -hmm. actual like part four the retirement watch that shit was so good matt did such a good it had me reevaluate my life like yeah like I, li- I like the part where he talks about the conversation that that people have when somebody retires like yeah <laughs> did you hear this guy retired yep all right where are we getting lunch <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <really> <laughs> yeah. right because well, his point was like at a certain point in your career you have to think of yourself in relation to also like your personal life the work yeah the work will always be there uh what do you say the machine doesn't rely on you to like move the machine will always move without you you kind of Mm -hmm. you might have phrased it much more sexy than 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 i had just done but it's something that i think people tend to realize like too late and he's writing it in relation to this like retirement watch episode because he's thinking about what he wants to do for his retirement watch and it's just like it's super weird but for me it was like moving i'm like man i should fucking i should should hug my wife more like you know what i mean like i had like one of those reactions because because i was having a really shitty work week to the point where like I would wake up and I'd give her like a bro nod, sup, sup. And I would just start working like day job stuff, not TBWS yeah. stuff. And I would do that till like 8 PM, which is fucked up. That's fucked. That's yeah. fucking wrong, dude. You <clears throat> know what I mean? So, um, that, that for me, that piece was really cool. Go and check it out. Um, I don't want to reveal what he said his retirement watch choice was. Uh, the, the, it might not be what people are expecting, but his justification around it is really wonderful. So go, go and check it out. Um, and also, if you want to contribute something to the site, hit us up. Um, you can hit us up directly uh, via email, tbws.contact.gmail.com, or you can find us on Instagram. Um, I love it because we get such a 
we get so many people writing things that no other kind of watch blog would want to like write about or touch. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really a lot of fun. So love hearing everyone's ideas. Definitely hit us up. Um, is there anything else on the site that's cool? Or I think that's the big, those like the big things, right? Yeah, we actually, um, I don't know if we talked about it on air, but the review also of the Baltic Aquascaf is now live on the site. So that was a, that's a watch that I still have here and it's going to be difficult to give back, but that's uh that's also live. Cool watch. The watch, the watch is really cool. I loved your write up. Dude, those photos you took were fucking clutch. Like, holy oh, thank shit. You. <laughs> Thanks. You, this is, this is how, you know, um, I've been looking at like, I'm looking at things now from like a watch journalist perspective. I'm reading and I'm looking at your photos and I get to the photo of just the clasp, just the clasp. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I gotta let them know. This is an incredible, wasn't even like a sexy dial pick or like a sexy, you know, uh, branded crown. It was the fucking clasp. I'm like, dude, I gotta let them know. I gotta, <laughs> so I, I remember, I think, I think I like texted you or something like that. So yeah, definitely go and check that out. Um, really cool to hear your, hear your thoughts on that piece and just to see those photos on what I think is going to be a really cool, really cool release. That thing is available for pre-order now, or can you just it's buy available it? for pre-order? Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't ship until summer 2019 <laughs> so are they still are they sold out no no they're they're still available for wow. for pre-order what's the pre-order price you know at the top of your head uh i have the review open uh starting at 482 euros shit so that's that's not bad so for each it's at uh 600 something dollars usd because it's 129 130 euro per one usd so it's probably somewhere between 600 700 bucks yeah, something like that. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty damn cool. Oh, wait, Google says 548. Oh, that's way better than what I was saying. Yeah, 548. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I think you're thinking pounds. Oh, I might be I might be thinking <laughs> I might be thinking JBP. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Pounds. Pounds are probably yeah, uh, that makes sense. What's the euro to USD then? Um, Currently. Let's see. Hi everyone, you've reached two book finance snobs uh one really? euro is a dollar fourteen cents. Ah, oh, interesting. Okay, rock and roll, man. But yeah, really, really cool piece. Go and check it out. Really, a lot of fun. I'm working on some other stuff personally. I'm gonna get this review for this Cassio Wave Scepter up. It's just, it's just a giant fucking review because there's like a bit like this. This watch will do your fucking taxes. Honestly, there's just so <laughs> much goddamn bullshit happening. It'll do your taxes. It'll Julian fries. It'll, it will propose to your girlfriend for you. It will fucking do everything for a fifty dollar. A fucking fifty dollar watch, dude. It's nuts. <laughs> it is nuts. All right. So keep an eye for that review as well. Um, let me see here. Let's 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 talk. Let's talk about feelings. How do you? You said you're not a watch collector. I it's it's starting to feel that way, and it's funny. It's funny that you said that you kind of feel that way as well. But then you think about the whole Russian watch thing. I feel that way, and then I think about Seiko. Um, <laughs> I, point. I do. I fantasize. I fantasize about a lot of uh, sub collections. You know, I've talked right. about the. So when you say sub collections, you mean collecting Rolex Submariners, right? Yeah, yeah. Like in addition to the watches that I have. Well, no, I've talked about the. Uh, <laughs> I've talked about the space chronograph thing. You know, that's kind of died out oh, for me. Yeah. Um, you know, all the different iterations of the the. Uh, main family of Seiko divers as well. Um, you know, but then I just, I kind of recently I asked myself, 
why? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I I know. I know you can have love and passion for something, but um, I do want to make sure that I'm not buying things just for nothing. Uh, and, and it, you know, this week actually, I was trying to get some work done, and my desk was like, it's just a mess, man. Yeah. And these these aren't watches that are that are sent to me, by the way. These are my personal watches. And I had to move, no joke, two fistfuls of watches, like, away from, like, my keyboard and mouse. Like, a great bushel just, of apples. Just a great, 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 just, great bushel of watches. Just reach down and grab a fistful of watches and I move them. And I'm like, dude, something's got to change. Like, wow. This is, because because I'm, not, I'm not wearing them. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's nice to have. And you know, I I also think that some sometimes I'll make purchases to kind of self evaluate for for the podcast as well, uh, just to let people know that you know, hey, this thing is out there. It's super cheap. Uh, and then you know, if I have time, get a review up. Uh, so, um, you know, I I realize that I have a ton of those watches, and then I have like five watches really that if i put one on it's going to be hard to take it off right <laughs> you know wow. um and that that just kind of got me thinking you know what is this what is this pressure that everyone feels to like be a collector be a certain kind of collector like you got to add this to your collection like no really you can be a a guy or a gal that just likes watches but you know you don't have to add something to your collection every time something cool comes out, you know? Right. Well, I think it's a combination of peer pressure in a weird way. I think peer, especially with social media, peer pressure does uh, play a factor. <clears throat> and the other yeah. part is like, this is going to sound super weird. The human being's natural predilection for consumption, seeing and wanting. You know what I mean? Yeah. When most yeah. of the times what happens is you see, you want, you buy, it sits. You know, like yeah. there, I'm having a very similar, it's actually, this is actually so, so weird. I'm having, I've been having a very similar experience with my watches. There, I do wear a lot of my watches, but there's some that I haven't touched in a long time and I have no feelings about that. But then there are like three or four, which I really consider like my main, like my main watches, like the ones that I, I, <sighs> There are watches that are in my collection, and then there are watches that I just own. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I see what you mean. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good way to split it. Yeah, and and I feel like that's just like I don't know. It just it almost dilutes, um, it it almost just dilutes the idea of of being very passionate about what I have, because there's always there's just already so much noise in the pieces that I that I have as a whole. So. I've been trying to figure out what to do with the watches that um, I might want to part ways from. Uh, I don't have the best track record of getting rid of watches. Uh, <laughs> it's a pain I, in the ass, dude. It's well, an absolute I've, pain in the ass. I've sold two. One, I didn't regret. The other, I regretted every moment of every day. <laughs> it was gone until I got it back. And that was... <laughs> I got the exact watch back. That was the um, the Orange Star WZ0071DJ, the, the um, Orange Star um, GMT. Don't do that again, young man. Oh, that's never going to... I'd rather eat my own fucking face than get rid of that watch ever again. That's not going to happen. Fool me once. You know what I'm saying to you? That's all, that's all, that's all I'm saying. Fool, 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 fool me once. 
<clears throat> trying to remember the quote that he that he kind of like tripped up on in the speech, but I can't <laughs> I can't even remember how he had done it in error, but it doesn't matter. But yeah, so it's just um, I don't know what to do. I could take a similar approach to you. I think you're just aggressively pursuing options for getting rid of watches, right? Like selling stuff, giving stuff away, kind of spreading the shit, like spreading the wealth. You know, maybe I could do something like that too. I don't. I, I also don't know who I don't know who wants the fucking watches I have. You know first I mean? of all, and first, I think I wrote this at the end of the Baltic review. I think that there's there's a practice happening now that's sort of manipulating watch media, um, and you know what? This probably happens with uh, any any space that reviews products. Um, you do have brands gifting uh, watches to reviewers, right? And I'm I'm personally just going to make it a practice to reject that. Uh, every single time yeah um, un- unless of course we make it part of a giveaway and the listeners can benefit but um, I just I have stuff that was that was given to me by by brands and I just like I don't know how I feel about that so I have a, t- I have a ton of those watches uh, which will probably be passed on as as a giveaway um, I think that's the best practice to to take but um yeah, I think um, I think I'm just gonna really aggressively pare down. Uh, or we we talk about consolidating a lot. A lot of people talk about consolidating collections. Um, I've always really loved the Nomos uh, Club Thirty Eight campus. I've yeah physically gone out of my way to go to the one retailer here in downtown, tried it on twice, and I'm just like, man, this has to happen one day. That's but, the uh, California dial. That's the California dial. It's got the manually yeah. wound alpha movement from from Fred, Nomos. Fred Nicholas wrote a did did, did a write up on it uh, for the TBWS site. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a cool watch, um, you know. But it's like it's sixteen hundred bucks, and it's like it's funny. It's hard to say like I'm gonna pull sixteen hundred bucks out of <laughs> you know the paycheck this week or you know the savings or something and uh, and buy a watch. At the same time, I might have like sixteen hundred bucks in like Seiko just lying around. What and like that's not a bad thing, but it's a bad thing if you're not wearing them. That's, <laughs> that's the same argument like that I had in my head when I was trying to figure out how to, how can I finance that um that quartz Seamaster um, Professional, the one from yeah. the one from Goldeneye that Pierce Brosnan rose wore. I can probably find it for thirteen fifteen hundred bucks. Now, just to clarify, I can't afford groceries, so I can't really just pull fifteen hundred bucks out of my ass. But I probably have these hundred bucks in watches I don't wear, you know. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I, I never. I could never think, you know, growing up, a time in my life where I would have like, just stuff lying around that's actually pretty pricey. When I was into guitars and I was collecting guitars, um, I also had a relationship with some brands that built guitars, right? And they would give me guitars. And those things take up way more space than watches. Yeah, so, take a little, more, little, little, little <laughs> more space than a, than a little watch. So kind of quickly, I realized like this is this is nuts. Like I have to get rid of these things. Um, Can't you just, just put them in your in your Tom DeLonge airport hangar? Just, yeah. just where, you, where so you have your Cessna and then you just have your wall full of guitars. Can't you just make that work? You're that fucking guy. You hear he's <laughs> like he's like 37 million in debt because you he's told like, me, dude. He's trying to build a spaceship. 
he's the the full Bond villain. I saw I, Moonraker recently. <laughs> I know how this ends. Tom, I think you got to abandon the project. All right. He like he hired no Joe. He he hired. He has like a company. He has several companies. We're getting off track, but this is just crazy. <laughs> like he started a, a company for this like spaceship and started hiring like MIT scientists and physicists and like Man, dude, yeah, you're gonna get funny. 37 million debt pretty quickly if you get those people on the payroll. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm speaking of guitars. I'm super embarrassed. When you were here for Thanksgiving, like I didn't like my guitar wasn't in tune. I literally didn't clean it. And then you great you, action. You, yeah, well, I mean, it is great. I just wish I I wish I'd prepared it better before you like 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 I wish I had showered before I started like engaging in sexual intercourse like that's how it felt <laughs> when you picked up my guitar but the serendipity of the moment did not allow me to properly cleanse myself to cleanse my guitar you know yeah. what I mean so but no I love that strap and that's 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 not like an expensive strat it's a the Mexican strat paid three seventy for the body and then I paid like two hundred bucks to upgrade the uh, the electronics and. Well, that's a, awesome. that's a good that's a good point. So when we were when we were in high school, Mexican Fender Stratocasters and Telecasters were around three seventy something, something, which like that, to, yeah. today is kind of the typical price in a Seiko that we see, mm. and say like, oh, okay, yeah, that's not bad. Add to yeah. cart. Okay, <laughs> think of how many times you've done that with a, a Seiko at three seventy five, and think about how many times you did that with a Strat at three seventy five, like. I mean, I, I just I just did it the one time with the strat. <laughs> it, it just it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy to me. I'm like, how how have I just like how have I made this many like unplanned purchases? You know, I think I I think social media and I think what social media. I, well, I, I think I think I think collecting culture and social media are working together here. Collecting culture, you can't be knowledgeable about something unless you're also like a collector like oh i'm into watches like oh you know what kind of watches do you collect you know what i mean like like i feel like you're kind of encouraged just with the nature of collecting to feel like you have to uh collect specifically something but then at the same time dude instagram really fucks with us we see watch pictures every single day you know what I mean? Yeah. And you start yeah. to feel I've had this happen when my collection was smaller, and when we were when we were just when 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 TBWS was 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 primordial ooze flopping out of, flopping out of <laughs> the, the, the 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 you know the sulfur filled oceans when we were just little baby tadpoles, um I had like two watches and I would I would just post them like back to back and I, I started feeling bad I'm like oh man like I'm sure people are getting tired of seeing, the same watch you know what I mean. Oh man, that was a time also when I was like, I moved back from Oklahoma and I sold a ton of stuff. So I think I had like, I think I had the Mako yeah. and a Swatch. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, that was nuts. That was you know, nuts. so I feel like those two things, they really do screw with people. And it's also, I mean, also not, it's not crazy. It's also, I feel like in a weird way, the Mako brand thing has really kind of inflated people's collections to the point of disenchantment. You know what I mean? Well, they've, first of all, microbrands, I think, are getting super, super serious about what they offer. Just in this past year, three watches really stand out to me that yeah. are just like, when I handle them, I'm like, this is, things are getting to the next level. Uh, the first one is that um, the Raven Venture. Yeah. Um that's just like so much watch for the money. Mm -hmm. Um 
the Orion Calamity. Oh yeah. Um, and that Nemo, uh, the EMG yep. Nemo, like, like there, these micro brands are getting really, really good. And I think, I think I have to figure out how to separate the sense of emotion that I feel when I handle a micro brand. I get excited about it in a way that I just want to tell listeners and readers, you know, but I have to figure out how to separate that emotion from like the other emotion of wanting it in the collection. I have to be able to detect that difference. Do I do I want this or am I excited about it because I want other people to know and maybe add it to their collections? I don't know if you heard, but my doorbell just went off. Oh, is the TV here? I think the TV's here. It's Christmas, guys. I'll be right back, okay? Entertain the nice people. Yeah. So overall, I just think that um, watches for me are taking on way too much space. And uh, I was telling Kaz that I have this kind of this one watch box that holds 10 watches and um, personally like a dream for me is to just fill up that box with uh, with just 10 watches that I actually wear and really enjoy uh, and have nothing else. But, you know, that can be kind of difficult when you do the work that we do um, when you're running a podcast and you want to tell people about cool watches. But uh, yeah, see what happens. I think Kaz is back. I am back. back. Yeah, I'm back. It's not a TV? No, it's a, it's a shirt my wife ordered. <laughs> I should burn it just to make a point. Don't I'm order sorry. shit when I order shit. <laughs> the TV the TV boner has died down. I'm my sorry. T my 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 my, my T boner is gone. Alright? <laughs> my T boner steak has 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 deflated into a flaccid mess of low self-esteem and no televisions. I was Perfect. just bringing up that that watch box that I that I have that holds ten watches and how a dream is to kind of just it. have have 10 yeah when i got my first watch box uh, my wife got this for me as a gift i only had like four or five watches but like yours it held 10 and so in my mind i'm like dude i can't wait to fill this spot this you know what i'm saying but like now i just want to empty it <laughs> <laughs> like i just want it i just want it empty so but that yeah. kind of i feel like the knee-jerk reaction to someone hearing us talk about the idea of just being so burdened with the noise collection and just kind of wanting to get out of the rat race the common knee-jerk reaction will be well what watches are you going to keep because i every yeah. time i play that game with myself i'm like well i'm definitely keeping this and i'm keeping this oh well i also like that mm, i like that so i'll keep it too i'll keep that yeah. and by the time i'm finished i'm keeping the whole fucking collection you know what i mean like you justify it to yourself how does one make the choice is it like ripping off a bandage or do you have to like do mental jujitsu? Yeah, man, I have like 16 watches on the dinner table right now that I'm just like, I can't remember the last time I wore you. Wow. <laughs> you know? And there are more in boxes like behind me that I just don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's in there. Um, you know, this is this is kind of abnormal, though, because I, I think the work that we do uh, makes the experience a little bit different. Um a lot of those just again came to me from like as gifts from from brands <laughs> yeah. for like review or whatever i was I talking to, i was talking to guys about uh guys at work about the about about the show and um they were and they, and they asked they asked the question that a lot of like non-watch folk a lot of like watch normalos ask when they hear you're into watch like oh it's so like how many watches in your are in your collection and uh and i told them and i'm like i'm like but just to clarify like you know a lot of those were from like stuff that brands 
had just sent us. And they were just like, what? People just send you watches? I'm like, yeah. And yeah. Like, that's that's so cool. I'm like, is it? It's just, it's it's burdensome after after a point. You know what I mean? It's so burdensome I, after about the first three watches. <laughs> this, is, this is such a first world orological problem that I think only you and I can really relate to. Unless, well, I'm sure, I, I know a lot of the other people who do like watch reviews, um, uh, get watches well, in but well, I think it's a we should... dream it's a dream at first right it's a dream at first yeah, like yeah. oh yeah it'd be great to have like you know this kind of stuff sent to me like for nothing or, or gifted to me or even if i just play with it for free and send it back which is the case most of the time yeah. um you know but it's 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 a lot it's a lot but i think it kind of distorts um the way you exist as a consumer uh, yeah for watches because I, I, I now it, it, there are some things I fantasize about, you know, I fantasize about being the one watch guy impossible, uh, <laughs> you know, or you, you can fantasize about <clears throat> sub collections and collections. But you know what I fantasize about now? What? Just just being a person that buys a few watches that doesn't know. Like, sometimes I wish I forgot everything I knew. <laughs> <laughs> you you you've taken your steps out of the cave. There's no going back. You know what I mean? Like there's no you've attained the knowledge. We can't. There's no you you can't unpop your orological cherry. <laughs> it's just, not possible. You know, do you do you remember what it must have been like to walk into a store and be like, "Oh, that watch is blue. I like it." I 100% remember what I like because it wasn't even that long ago. You know what I mean? Like I've only been collecting watches for like two or three years. And and I was talking to you about watches. And that was when I started just looking at I remember vividly looking at them like with you and you'd send me links. And I'd be like, oh, I love the green band. Or, oh, I love, you know, I love like I love how it looks, you know, with this or blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't. Now when I look at a watch, I'm like, oh, I wonder what movement it is. I wonder which of the OEMs it is. I wonder, <laughs> yeah, I wonder right. if it's limited production. Like I'm like, it's ruined. The only way we can possibly reset is if we kill ourselves and hope our kin <laughs> will be able to re reintegrate with watches in a way that's authentic to carry on our legacy. That's it. That's the only hope. Now that's not to say that we hate the idea of collecting or or. or liking watches i think i i just think i want to to grow in a way that i am more particular about uh where i decide to spend my money yeah and this is this is especially just like a message from me to to brands personally like don't try to give me a watch free <laughs> Um, well, I think we should do. I, I love this idea. Um, so let's. I, I don't want to accept watches for for free if we're doing a review unless we can give it away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? I love that yeah. because um, uh, what's happening now is our watch journalism endeavors are affecting how we are as thoughtful collectors, which is something we've all, that that that's a banner we've always tried to brandish in orological war. Be a thoughtful collector. Be an educated <laughs> consumer, and it's. It's difficult to hang on to that in relation to the volume of watches that I guess sometimes we're faced with, you know? Yeah. I'm just going to burn them. <laughs> somebody, gonna... somebody wrote to, I've, I posted that story segment and somebody was just like, oh, what do you get? Like you have, um, you have like some, some tough choices to make. I'm like, no, I can really just throw them into the bay, right? <laughs> just, <laughs> just walk over to Elliot Bay, like bloop. 
<laughs> oh my god, it's a fire sale. <laughs> Everything um, must go. So let me let me get your thoughts on this. I, I oh. kind of um I have I have like five watches that I look at and I'm just like these these are really the most important things to me. Uh, and and even these five watches are separate from even more important watches, which are like gifts from uh, you, uh, gifts from my dad. I feel like those watches will always stay. Um, but like, I kind of evaluate this this small grouping of watches and can literally count on one hand things that I can acquire and just be done with it. And I've I've actually mentioned this to some people, and they've told me that oh you don't love watches, like I don't think you love watches. I won't bring up names, um, <laughs> but um, yeah. What do you what do you think of that? Do you do you kind of have like a running list to where you think oh like I could really just pare things down to X Y Z? Yeah. Uh, I know I'm keeping. I know I want to keep my sumo. Um, I know I'm keeping the 7002, which I got from you. I know I'm keeping the Slava Medical. Mm-hmm. I know I'm keeping the, 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 the fucking, um, did I say Big Zero? No, I don't think you did. Big Zero. Um, Christmas Chrono. Uh, I'm kind of on the fence about the Samurai Blue Lagoon. Don't know. Oh, I saw one on the bus the other day. Not a Blue Lagoon, but I, I saw one of the regular Blue Samurais. Did you tackle him? Did you tackle him and and and, 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 and put your fucking tongue in his ear? Because that's how you say hello in Watchville. I was wearing I was wearing my my Doxa and I was like I hope I really don't feel like talking about watches on the bus. I don't like talking on the bus at all. Of course, but, um, you don't talk on the bus. No, you don't talk on the bus. Right. Uh, and I, and I was looking at this guy. I'm like, wow, this 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 samurai is wearing really really well on this guy. Nice. And then he stands up, and he's a fucking like Wookie. Like, huge human being. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I can see it. It's good enough for fucking Gandalf over here, but us, us like, regular-sized folk probably shouldn't know. Probably shouldn't yeah. be rocking it. I hear you. I hear you. But um, but the thing is, so this is what happens when I think about getting rid of a watch. Even if I haven't worn it, I think about that one memory that's tied to it. So the Blue Lagoon, obviously, was the experience of getting the Blue Lagoon, going down to the Seiko Boutique, Hanging out with Joe Kirk when he was still down there, drinking Japanese whiskey, spending like four hours there, just walking through the and just talking about watches, blah blah blah. So this is what I have to do. I don't need the totem to keep the memory real. Exactly. You know what I mean? And memories are everything that we have until yeah. until Google starts like microchipping us, and we live like in some fucking <laughs> dogs. <laughs> until then. Memories are really everything we have and the only bastion of privacy left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe if yeah, I can you don't remove, need the totem. So maybe I can maybe maybe you know maybe I can get rid of, also I'm looking at it right now cuz it's in front of me this black brew quartz chrono. I wear this every now and then. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. it's a regular rotation. I think it's a really fun watch. I think it's cool, but I don't wear it regularly. But I got that at my first ever wind up. Yeah. Before before TBWS was like ever a thing, so I'm associating that very fond memory, like with that watch. I oh, yeah. I look at I look at the Dan Henry 1963 the same way. You know, I yeah. I was I have that memory tied to it, but I, I haven't worn it in a while, and I've been thinking to myself like this could be a really really fun watch to to pass along to the audience. Actually, just for nothing. Yeah. 
So maybe a cool, maybe some cool TBWS giveaways are kind of are brewing. <laughs> I can see that. I can see. Oh, that's funny, actually. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Because I'm trying to think what else. Um, do, 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 do. I don't really wear anything else. It's just those four or five that I really mentioned. Well, no, I so I have the Neo Seventies Christmas Chrono, and then I have a Neo Seventies, um, uh, uh, like satellite wave, like no satellite, not satellite, but like um, oh God, what the hell, like world time, uh, with the faceted crystal on the top. Mm-hmm. I don't wear that a lot because the satellite won't sink here in the states. But I think I would I would like to keep that watch just because it was a gift from from a very kind listener. You know what I mean? So even if you have, so if you have a set of let's say five or ten watches mm-hmm. uh, that you just really like and enjoy and lead you to never look at another watch again and say I want that, um, do you stop being a collector? Well, that's the funny thing, right? The idea of a uh, uh, being a collector is an active thing. You're always buying. So are you still a collector if you stop buying? In the in this, I guess. Interesting. I don't think I'm a here, watch collector, man. Here, I mean, here we go. I figured it out. I figured out the academic response, the, the overeducated academic response to this. You are a collector if you are constantly building your collection. When your collection stops, you are now a curator. Oh. Does that make okay. sense? I mean, I have a lot of shirts in the closet. That doesn't. I'm, I don't know if I'm a shirt curator <laughs> or collector. Does your wife not buy you buy shirts for you and thrust them upon you? She does not. That's funny. The first couple of years when, when, when Becky and I were going out, like she would. And then after around year four or five, a few years back, she realized that shit just wasn't working. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now when we decide that I need a new shirt, like, well, that's something that we, you know, we usually uh, just like do together. And it's usually like a Disney, like the, like the last shirt I bought was, um, it's a, it's a Disney shirt. It's a, it's like red and has a picture of Hey Hey, the chicken from, uh, from, uh, from Moana yeah. on there. It's fucking awesome. I fucking Good cracked that cracked out bird, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> but that's a good point. Uh, we have all these shirts, but we're not like a shirt collector. But at the I, same time, we don't know the thread count of our shirts. We don't know where the thread yeah. came. We don't. We don't know. You know. What I mean? You know. What I mean? We don't that's have. A, we don't understand the different economical uh, uh, um, issues behind textile factories. And like Egyptian and then, cotton is the equivalent of an in-house movement. <laughs> I get right, but with watches, it's different. I think when you have the knowledge in 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 conjunction with the items, then you're a collector. But are you still a collector if you stop buying? Because I might, I might want to stop buying watches soon. Like maybe, like dude, like what if? I don't know. Something I I have it's to tough. make I have to make a personal separation between my watches and watches that I'm you know evaluating for the audience or preparing for the audience um, you know uh, and I have to make a distinction between my own personal enthusiasm for for watches in, in my collection and communicating that enthusiasm to to readers and yeah. listeners yeah um, because it's very easy for those lines to get blurred and I think uh, I think that's how you end up with a ton of watches because we we really only talk about or review things that we enjoy, and then when you find yourself writing a fifteen hundred word review, by the time you're finished, you're like, "Wow, I'm I'm really excited about this thing!" Like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah!" Like, "Let's keep it." <laughs> I I will say, however, I do try and review watches that I had haven't liked. I wasn't a giant mm. fan of that Maurice Lacroix. 
icon automatic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for the most part, yes. I mean, what you're saying is true. We review watch that we'd like. So inevitably, as we were writing this review, we're like succumbing to our own enthusiasm on yeah. the page. Yeah. You know, so maybe we should just maybe we should just get rid of watches. New maybe Year's should... Resol- New Year's resolution? Are we are we making that already? It's December. We gotta start doing Be more that. be even more thoughtful with the watches that we buy. <laughs> we could just switch gears, start collecting rocks. Yeah. You wanna collect rocks? They're free. They're, <laughs> they come from the earth, bro. You know, well then you can get so you can be a rock collector. But then you can get snobby and go to all those like crystal conventions. It's so funny. They're... I was talking. I was talking to Aaron Shapiro, and I made that same joke, and he was like, "Bro, I'm sure watch collectors are snobby. Like they're they're snobs about what hammers you use out there. Like what kind of moleskin bags you have to collect your rocks in." And I'm like, "Fuck, dude, nothing is sacred. That's nothing not can... real amethyst, R- right? Right? Oh, fucking look at the look at this quartz quartz mica fucking casual over here." I only I only collect you know mineral deposits from magma vents on the bottom of the oceans. Like, fuck, dude! Like, I am clearly a goddamn watch collecting normalo with these big swinging lava rock dicks, just talking about mineral deposits in the bottom of the Mariana Trench. You know, oh, with my man. fucking with my fucking Haldor BC, the only watch that I own. I don't even own it. I got it from you. Who's the only watch I have? That can fucking maybe go down to those tolerances. So yeah, no. To your point, yes, nothing is sacred. Everything's horrible. Let's just let's just let's just own four watches and say fuck it. I am right? thinking about that Nomos more seriously. It's interesting. It's not the first watch I thought you would um, get from Nomos, or that you would really latch onto. Because I know we've talked about like I think it's the Metro, the Nomos Metro. Uh, I think it's like their World Time sort of complication. Uh, yeah, but those the thing is, Nomos is interesting because you have their um, entry level models mm-hmm. that are maybe not necessarily. They're not entry level watches in general. Um, you can find them for around in terms of price for a small brand, small independent brand. You can find them used for like a, around a thousand bucks, which is pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. But it's funny with Nomos when you make the jump out of the manually wound calibers and into mm-hmm. the automatics, the price jump is significant, man. It's like so thirty like, five hundred dollars or something like that. Yeah, the Neomatic equivalent of the Nomos that I'm looking at is like three and a half or something <laughs> it's like that's a different kind of watch purchase you know yeah um the minute the, the club campus is it's it's pretty cool it wasn't my favorite watch when it first came out you know what i mean but i've warmed up to it um i really enjoyed fred nicholas's piece on the two broke watch uh website yeah um so yeah for me for me it's that it's that freaking bond uh, omega seamaster i don't know yeah, I mean, can you just imagine having less and and having that thing, <laughs> you know? For some reason in my mind, I've always been attracted to that thing that you that you coined, the driver, diver, and flyer, or however you phrase mm-hmm. it, flyer, driver, like a, like a three-watch collection, a dive watch, some sort of like chronograph, a driver, you know, chronograph driving, and then um, the flyer, some kind of like flieger or like a flight type of watch, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and cool. the crazy thing is, I have that. I have, I have the glycine, the flyer. I got the Speedmaster, yeah. and I got something like the CWC or the or the Doxa. That's it. That that might be the holy trinity. <laughs> you know, that's a solid what's, what's collection. Wrong with me? What's wrong with me? You know. Um. So yeah, New Year's resolution. Let's get rid of some watches. I'll do it. 
I will, I will, I will, I will make this blood oath with you on air. Hold on, my cat's here. Stop that. <laughs> He's chewing on the microphone stand. I'm sorry if you can hear that. I heard that. I was like, what's what's going on? <laughs> it's okay. That's you're cute. so you're so good. Here, go go be good somewhere else. Okay. No? Is it the All smaller right. one or the bigger one? That's yeah, the bigger one. She likes she likes attention. You we saw how at least saw how many fucks she doesn't give when she steals her sister's food. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> she's not gonna stop me. I'm just gonna do it. And she thinks if she walks slow enough, we can't see her. But it's just like, sweetheart, you're not in the fucking Amazon <laughs> with like foliage cover. You're in the middle of my living room with my tiny small dick television. I can see you just fine. You know what I mean? Could you imagine just being at a restaurant and then walking up to someone's plate and just eating off of it? With Dude, your they, spoon, they fucking they, they better jam their fork into my goddamn jugular and stab their like lobster fork in my eyeball. Like if you can't just do that in the real world, you can't just eat off someone else's plate and just continue walking. Like that's like fucked up. But apparently in the cat world, that shit's normal. So I don't know. You know? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? I'm trying to I'm trying to entertain people. Go sit somewhere else. That's okay. Okay, fine. Stay here. Stay here, but don't make any noise. But yeah, man, maybe we should let's do it. Let's get rid of some watches. I know I'm keeping the sumo. I know I'm keeping the big zero. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna fucking write this down. Where's a pen? I have 400 pens, but I, for some reason oh, I have I a always... running Google document where I, I, ha I run between like 10, like five, five actuals and five potentials. Right. And it's just like I'm updating it constantly. It's completely psychotic. <laughs> All right. Let's see what I have here. Sumo, big zero, Polyot 33, uh, 3133, Slava Medical. Hold on. Stop it. Get out of here. I'm on to four so far. Uh, Christmas Chrono, the Neo 70s with the Fascinated Crystal. That's six watches. Is there anything in my collection you think I'm overlooking right now? That's six watches. Let me turn around and look. Hmm. Uh, I have a Venture. I have an Orient Disc. Uh, I have the Squale Atmos 30, which is a very cool watch. Do you wear it often? I don't. I don't. I think the last time I wore it was for the review. That 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 went up um like a like a week or two ago. See, this is the thing. Like in my brain, that watch, it's tied to the story of me getting my oh my god my Orient Star. I'm putting that, I'll put that on the list. My god, my god, Michael. Unbelievable. My, my Orient Star GMT. <laughs> so that's seven. That already feels like too much to me. I think 10 is a good number. Okay, is 10 a good... Okay, 10... Because I've been avoiding saying this. Um, so the other day, Becky, my wife, counted my watches. She said it's like around 30. Oh, okay. That, I thought I thought she said that 30 was okay. Okay, yeah, she counted your watches. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's a lot. That's a lot of fucking watches, dude. I do, I, I, why can't it just be easier, Michael? Why can't it just be easier to be happy? Maybe, right? maybe... Oh, also... Maybe we can just keep everything like hoarders, uh -huh. but get get like a bank safe box or something and just move everything in there for 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 our one hundred dollar watches. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we have to keep our Pateks and our Richard Meals and our our our, our blinged out Frank Mueller's in there. You'll look right? really cool walking into the bank saying, "I got to get some watches out." Open I got for me. I just I just pull out a bunch of Snoopy Timexes. <laughs> <laughs> At least you'll feel awesome. I'll feel pretty goddamn cool. It's like, you know, oh, yeah, I need to get my seat to pause. I need to get some watches. Would would, would, would Monsieur like the room? Monsieur would like the room, please. Yes, please. <laughs>
and I open up I open up my pelican case that I have handcuffed to me and I just I just start I just take out my Timexes and my and my, 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 my Ingersoll Disney timepieces, you know? I do have a pelican case. And they're fantastic. I will say they're, that they're they're really cool. I, I I've 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 never owned one, but I've interacted with a few of them, and they, they seem pretty cool. So seven watches: the Sumo, Big Zero, Polyot, Slava Medical, both Neo Seventies, uh, Orient, um, the Orient Star GMT. It's tough because now I'm thinking about my other USSR watches, like like the Cadet. And um, the Commander Ski that I own, which doesn't really get any wrist time, but it was a gift from a uh, from a listener also. And so, are you crossing this off the list? I'm looking at my box, which is really empty now because I have a ton of stuff on the table. But okay. I got my Mako, which is my wedding watch. Nice, of course. Um, recently, I put it on a really cool uh, rubber NATO that was gifted to me. Um, by Farlius, oh, uh, listener up? and Instagram user Farlius. So thanks yeah. for that. Together with some other cool uh, straps and bracelets that you'll hopefully see on the site soon. I'm pretty sure Farlius is also old school TBWS. He's 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 been on the bandwagon for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super cool. I have um, the SKX that I did the watch fast switch with. That's Hell like yeah. that's got to stay, man. That's got to stay. But I also have a 007 SKX, the black one, and it's a J model and really cool <laughs> when did you when did you get that is that new those come and go man <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> see those two uh, uh, pepsi skx and the regular 007 you just got to give up on selling it because <laughs> they're always going to come back it's, it's it's your cursed monkey paw if you throw it out it'll just end up back in your home somehow <laughs> it's true it's true those two can never go yeah i got the glycine airman the doxa the Speedmaster. So, you, so um, you're 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 at about seven to ten watches, also. It's tough, man. It's tough to do. In my head, I've romanticized the idea of three watches and just like creating, like this like wonderful relationship with just those three watches. I don't know. It's it's like that um it's like that Faulkner quote about writing. You have to kill your darlings. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you like you just maybe maybe you just maybe you just have to say fuck it and just get rid of something even. In the name of the greater good, you know. I don't know if I if I'm misquoting Faulkner, someone tell me then, because I know I know plenty of you folks on the show are, are humanities people, and I'm, I could have sworn that was like a quote he had about writing and like the inability of writers to self-edit. You know? I think it is. I don't know much about Faulkner, but I think that is a Faulkner quote. I never I never got into him. I could never like connect. I don't know why. <laughs> you know. So are we um, watch collectors or just a couple dudes that like watches? I don't consider myself a watch collector because I don't routinely keep my collection in flux. I feel like watch collectors, the way I think of them, they're always buying stuff. They're always moving things. You know, um, they're always in touch with the market, what something should cost, what something shouldn't cost, when it's a good time to buy, you know, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. I have all of the Russian watch knowledge that I do, not to say that it's like, like, you know, Russian watch expert, blah, blah, blah. But I definitely have like a stronger knowledge of Russian watches than I do of like Seiko's or some shit. But mm -hmm. I don't necessarily consider myself a Russian watch collector just because I don't have 
so many of the pieces that I know so much. Like I don't have a Polyot, you know, Deluxe. I don't have a Raketa Perpetual Calendar. I don't have a Raketa Copernic. I don't have um, any of the really cool Pabetta, like like small seconds models that are so much fun. You know what I mean? Like there are just so many Russian watches that I know so much about. I know how to buy. I just don't own them, so I don't think. You know what I'm saying? Like how? how like yeah. do you do you see me as a Russian watch collector? Um. No, for the same for the same reasons that you outlined. However, I do consider you a Russian watch authority. That's no. That's too weird. <laughs> authority, authority. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? You can be an authority on something and not like physically, tangibly have that thing in your life. I feel like you can only be an authority on something if you can articulate yourself clearly without cursing. <laughs> because when I think authority, I think like 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 oh yes, this was manufactured in 1975 by the Frank brothers who also immigrated from. No, it's just like yeah, it got a fucking watch and a manufacturing. The Nazis burned it down. Like that's like that's I how I. You I can't wait I mean? till you do a TED talk on Russian watches. It would have to be like a TED talk X where they just let anyone do it. If you pay, the, <laughs> if you pay the fifty dollars and if you bring the chips and dip, they'll let you talk. That's you true. know what I mean. That's how I think like the TED X talks work. Like the official like TED talks, like those ones you have to like turn the golden eye keys and like kiss the Pope's ring and like like that's like those are like the you know the crazy ones. But yeah, I, I could do a TED X talk about being a, about, 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 you know about being a piece of shit. I could rock that shit, dude. <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah, I wake up at about noon every day, and then I just don't really do anything. I just kind of wait till the sun goes down. Like that—that—that's that, my whole fucking TED talk. In that voice, I, I don't even know what voice, what accent that is. I think, I think it's like the generic, like tired New Yorker that they have in The Simpsons, or they used to have in The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah you know. it's a—it's a blend between uh, that guy. If you—if you up the pitch a little bit, you'll be like a like a '40s gangster movie, uh, like villain. Ugh, I love it. I love it. But yeah, man. So you see, so you don't. Are, are is it kind of similar for you? Like what? So you said you're not a, you're not a watch collector. What do you think though? If you could be a watch collector, what would your collection sort of niche be? Would it be like Seiko divers? Yeah, I've always. So I've always. I think the the ultimate fantasy for me <laughs> is uh, you know having a set. Two watches of, on a beach. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, having <laughs> a set of watches that are mine, that are like my personal collection. Right. But also, um, academically, uh, collecting, you know, Seiko Seiko dive watches. Uh, okay. Important Seikos, uh, not for the sake of wearing them specifically, but for the sake of cataloging. Um, my knowledge is not even close to what it would have to be in order to do that seriously but I, those would be like if i if i would ever become a collector it would be probably you know really important seiko timepieces and that's why I, I really look up to people like uh spencer klein and uh, eric strickland you know for right for really really preserving that um <clears throat> and making that knowledge public so okay. but that's that's crazy that's that's a these days that's a ton of money to do and and what am you know what yeah. am i doing it for if i'm not like running a like a museum operation <laughs> well here's the funny thing i feel like if you this is this is this has occurred to me you become a collector because it's an extension of your passion for watches yeah if you truly love watches you're supposed to become a collector i say false i say false yeah i think you can just be a person that likes watches and you have uh you have some watches that you enjoy and uh, that's that. 
So, so, so hear ye, hear ye, let it be known. Guys, it's totally cool to just like watches without feeling the pressure to be a collector. You know yeah. what I mean? Don't lose your innocence in the same way that Michael and I did. <laughs> there's no going back. There's, there's, no going. there's no, I'll never be able to see one and be like, oh, I love it on that brown leather strap. I don't do, I, I can't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always just like, oh, I love those Seamaster hands with those Rolex lugs like that. Like, like it's, 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 I'm like a doctor. So my, so my, my, my brother said the hardest thing in medical school for him was to see humans as like regular humans when he had done all of his like cadaver training in medical yeah. school, like to disassociate and not be like, oh, you know, uh, she is, she's clutching her, her spleenless lovingous uh, lateral in pain. Like, it's not like, <laughs> oh no, she has a stomach ache. You know what I mean? Like he, <laughs> like that's the difficulty when you reach a certain point. So don't lose your innocence guys. If you're just getting into this. Pay warning, pay heed, heed, beware the Ides of March. <laughs> it's okay to just buy watches and like watches, you know? So is that fair? We could totally talk about this forever. And I'm sure, I'm super excited to hear everyone's opinions actually like, because I don't know how many people actually ask themselves that question. Am I a watch collector? If so, what does that mean? You know and, at I mean? The, and at the end, who cares? Who cares? Right, you just gotta you just gotta do whatever makes you whatever makes you happy. As long as it's not hitting children for fun, that's not cool, right? Just to clarify, yeah, don't do that. I don't mean, do that. You can coach like uh, t-ball, and hit kids like that. Do kids do kids? <laughs> it's it's an accident. <laughs> do kids play? Do kids still play t-ball? Is there a t-ball app on your phone that you can play? Because I feel like kids are probably more inclined to, to play that. I feel like I played t-ball when I was like five, and I I know my coach loved hitting us with baseballs <laughs> or t-balls, whatever the hell. It is. I did I did I did little league baseball as a kid for like a season or whatever, and I was fat. I didn't <laughs> I didn't give a shit. They stuck my fucking flabby ass out in left field. And I just sat down. I, I like I just I just had my glove and I just <laughs> sat down and I just didn't do anything. And the coaches would lose their minds. Mirza, get up and like fucking why, dude? There's children starving <laughs> in Africa. Why the fuck does it matter if I catch this ball? I was also a piece of shit when I was a kid. I mean, if, if it wasn't apparent from how I am as as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I was a pretty rotten fucking kid, so that's crazy, man. But here, let's 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 do this. Really excited to hear everyone's thoughts um, on this week's episode. Uh, it's always fun to just do these kind of shows where we just we just get to talk. You know what I mean? So really hoping to sell enjoyed this everything week. and buy the biggest Panerai I can find, dude. The fifty-two millimeter. <laughs> or wear it on my ankle, <laughs> like fucking LoJack. As eh, Swiss uh, Swiss ten thousand dollar LoJack. <laughs> This 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 way, Richemont knows where I am at all times, so they can send their advertisements like my way on the phone, <laughs> right? And so they can track you. What if every single Panerai, like Radomir, whatever the fuck it's called, has like a tracking device in it where they could just keep showing you Richemont ads? Is it that all, not it all broadcast into Sylvester Stallone's house? Isn't that like one hundred percent like a Philip K. Dick novel? Doesn't that sound? <laughs> I'm not familiar. Uh, he did the, uh, the so many of his books or movies. Um, Minority Report is a, oh. is a, is a pretty well known. Okay, cool, cool. You know what I mean? Where like he's walking and like they scan his retinas and they just start playing ads based on like the history of the identity of the eyes, which not, aren't really his eyes because he had them transplanted. 
It's fucking complicated. Hey man, I'm not with, gonna... with with geofencing today, that's that's we're getting pretty close to that. We got to buy an island and just yeah. burn burn our internet and just do the show. We'll do two book watch knobs from this island without without the internet, but we'll just we'll transcript the show, throw it in a bottle, and throw the bottle in the ocean, <laughs> and just hope all of you guys, all of you wonderful, beautiful watch folk, uh, find the same bottle at the same time. And can read it to each other. No, they can get it like a script. They can get it like a script. Like you're an actor, you're about to do a TV show or a movie, and you get the script. The the assistant brings you the hard the hard copy, and that's how you you guys will enjoy the show. I'm pretty sure that's how people enjoyed literature just after the Gutenberg like press, like the printing <laughs> press was was invented. They all had they all just got the books and they just like read the parts out to each other. <laughs> We're going old school, guys. People can right? do people can do like a like reading parties. Or we should do a, so. You know how they do vintage reissue watches? We should do a vintage reissue podcast, right? <laughs> we should like travel and do like stage productions of not even new episodes of old episodes. Like so we're full this, script reading. Yeah. This week we're performing episode seventy two. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. The TBWS <laughs> tour twenty nineteen. Yeah, world dude. Tour. <laughs> world tour. Suck it, vintage reissues people, you know? But um we're talking about. Yeah, dude. So this has been really, really a lot of fun. Looking forward to hearing from everyone. Um if you do consider yourself a collector, what are you collecting? If you've never thought about that, how does that question make you feel? Really fun wrist check. Michael Michael and I are rocking two really fun military history-ish watches from really different sides of the pole in terms of like military history. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, yeah. I guess opposing sides of almost I guess the Cold War, although your model is from the 90s, you said, 2000s? Early 2000s, yeah. Okay, the brands. The brands yeah, have the brands. Cold War history. Let's say that. Um, also, huge thank you to everyone that's contributed to the site. We love hearing your guys' thoughts and insights and just kind of perspectives, and so does everyone else. Like, the reception to a lot of the pieces that have been going up on the site have been huge. If you have an idea for something you want to work on or if you have a watch you want to review... Hey, this up. I, 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 I love hearing from from everyone. Hold on, my cat's here. What's wrong, sweetheart? Oh, it's the other one now. It's the it's the small one. I think you like the small one more than the bigger one, right? <laughs> she's pretty. You can tell cute. me. Yeah, she's she's adorable. Oh my gosh, she, she, you hear this noise outside? Jesus what is gosh. that? It's just like hens cackling. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, lock the door, dude. Deadbolt that shit. Make sure they don't get in and peck you to oh death. God. I don't know. Whatever whatever people do when like they're a having fun. a bachelorette party out there. Like 10 in the morning. I was going to say, it's like, it's like, damn, dude. From dusk till dawn. But um, but yeah, if you have any ideas uh, for what you want to write about, if you have any watches you want to review, please totally hit us up. Love hearing from everyone. So um, you can reach us at tbws.contact at gmail.com. Again, tbws.contact at gmail.com. Uh, also, let me think here. Ba, 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 ba. Thank you to everyone that's that's jumped on the Patreon. Go and check out our Patreon page. I'm gonna start getting um, Patreon like specific content up there. I, I'm thinking it's gonna be me basically on the camera talking about stuff, kind of giving everyone updates about what's coming up, what we're working on. We're also going to be amending the Patreon tiers. Uh, we've talked about reviews that are coming up. Ba, 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 ba. Am I missing anything? Uh, it sounds like Kaz and I are going to start probably giving away some watches. And some of these giveaways we're thinking might be uh, a little little more informal than the usual thousand Instagram follower ones that we do. So The first person to bring me a tiramisu on my doorstep gets the squalor. <laughs> right right now. You, the, have 20, you have 24 go, hours. Go to, a, go to a live sporting event and write TBWS on your, your man boobs. 
<laughs> take a photo. Boobs. Actually, you just reminded me. Um, if you guys love the show, if you want the show to be as awesome as we know it can be, we have to get the word out there. If you're on any blogs, if you're on any forums, um, just tell people, hey, we're checking out this show. Love it. If you're into watches, if you're not into watches, these dudes are hilarious because they talk about genitals on air. Whatever you think makes the most sense. Anywhere you think people would love to just hear about the TBWS message, totally spread the word. You are all now, hold on, let me, let me, I'm going to make, I'm going to do the cross, north, south, east, west. I dub you all ambassadors for the two book watch snobs. <laughs> go, go and spread the good word. Das good, das good TBWS word, right? I wish I had like a little royal trumpet jingle thing on my phone that I could burr, play. Burr. <laughs> <laughs> A kazoo? If you had a kazoo, that would be so on TBWS brand, right? Oh, man. Telling you, dude. Ah, oh, man. Is it, that, ugh, is it that time? I hate this time. But it's, it's a good good episode, though. Had it's a probably lot of fun. that time. You want to start the sign-off, and then uh, I'll do I'll do a fun quote I heard while doing all my all my bond, bond watching, and then I'll sign us off? Yeah, yeah. Go Thanks for, for listening, everyone. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. Later. Yeah.